My cheating girlfriend tells me to move out for her new boyfriend, so I gaslight her and ruin her relationship. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I did this to an ex who asked me to move out while she was on a work trip and told me she was coming back with her new boyfriend. We were still together when she left. I got these little noisemakers, battery powered ones, the size of a quarter, that emit sound at just the right volume that you aren't sure if you really heard it. It was so quiet that you could be sitting in an average sized room and while one can barely hear it, the other wouldn't hear a thing. They lasted ages and fit perfectly in light fixtures and in wall outlets. I got a box of 20 of them for like $100 on eBay and got so creative all over the house, her car. I even hid them in a boat her father got her with a rich family she grew up sailing. Now, these little buggers make a noise at completely random intervals. Could be minutes, could be hours, could be a whole day off. They cycle noises like children laughing, a dying breath as they call it, a whistle, scratching noises, some other ones I can't remember, but you get the idea. It was so unpredictable, it was near impossible for someone to just figure it out. Months go by, I get a new place, get my life back up and running. Now, we had a few friends in common, and one of them I kept up with. They were kinda sour about how she ended things, but they had grown up together and kept the friendship. Loosely talking and catching up on occasion, I never really asked about her. But one day we get to talking and he's wanting to prank some friends on a camping trip, so I tell him about the noisemakers. As I'm telling him about them, he slowly starts making this face like he's gradually losing his mind. He's got this huge grin on his face and asks me, You put this in all your ex's crap, didn't you? And when I admit to it, he starts laughing hysterically. Turns out her new boyfriend had only lasted a few months and had left telling her that he couldn't handle whatever was going on with them in their mental states. Turns out for a while, they had both heard things and sometimes only one would hear them, which gave the illusion that something really messed with them was going on in their heads at different times. They couldn't figure it out, and eventually he wanted out completely, and after running down all the crazy list of crap people who were hearing voices would think, ended up believing he had been infected with some brain worm the government was putting in vaccines or something like that. It was amazing. I hadn't expected to hear anything about it. I rode that train for weeks. When it went away, I got another hit of that high. She moved out, told her parents she didn't want the house and to give it to her brother or sell it. Wouldn't tell them why. I always tell people who ask about her that I hold no grudge and don't tell them the part where I totally screwed with her so bad, I overshot the Goddard backstage and hit the blissful state of satisfied with my work. My wife knows this story by heart because it's one of her favorite ones to tell. Sometimes I wonder if I went too far, but hey, one jerk move deserves another. I mean, that was a pretty crappy move that she pulled on you, but what you did went above and beyond. I believe you that you didn't intend for it to go this far, but man, I sure would have been happy when I heard the news. Those are better results than you ever could have hoped for. Personally, I don't think you went too far at all. You played a harmless prank that got a little out of control, but not by your own doing by any means. I'm going to have to look into these little noisemakers. I can think of a few people that deserve this treatment. The mother of one of my son's friends wanted to know why he wasn't invited to the sleepover party. So I laid it out for her. My son just turned 10 and for his birthday wanted to do a superhero slumber party. 
We've done something similar for the past two years, and they all had a blast. So the party started around three. We did pizza, movies, popcorn, and designed superhero masks. My son is slash was friends with a boy named James from his class. He came to the last two sleepover parties, and while well-behaved, it was his parents who I felt were the problem. When we send out the invites, we tell the parents when the party is and what time to pick the kids up the next day. For the last two parties, James was always the last one to be picked up. For his 8th birthday, we specifically stated that all kiddos should be picked up by 11am. We had plans to go to my in-laws for his birthday party, which was on his actual birthday. We had 5 boys, including our son, at the party, and 3 of them were picked up by 11. At 11.30, I texted James' mom and asked if she was coming to get him. She said she was on her way. I assumed she ran an errand and was just running behind. No big deal. By 12.30, she still hadn't shown up. I text her again and I reminded her that we had somewhere to be, and she needed to get here as soon as possible. She responded saying that she was eating lunch and would be there soon. By 2pm, I texted her again and let her know that she needs to pick up her son ASAP, that we're getting ready to leave in an hour, and her son was not invited to come with us. I had assumed that that would prompt her to come and get him. By 4pm, my husband left with our kids to my in-laws, and I called James's mother. I left her a voicemail and told her that if she was not at my house in 30 minutes to pick up her son, I was calling the police to inform them that he was an abandoned child. She showed up within 15 minutes to get him. She made some half-hearted apology about how she was busy with errands and running her other children to their activities. Today, I received a text message from her asking about why James was not invited to the sleepover party. Apparently, one of the other moms was talking about how much fun the kids had at the party, and she wanted to know why her son was not invited. So, I told her the truth that her son wasn't invited because I wasn't sure if she would come and get him in a timely manner and without disrupting our plans for the next day. I explained that anytime her son is at my house, she's always late to pick him up, and I was tired of catering to her schedule. She called me an uppity b-word and has since blocked me on social media and her phone. Am I the jerk for telling her why her son wasn't invited? I mean, she asked, you answered. Surely she must have some kind of understanding as to the reason, though, after you threatened to call the police last time she didn't come to pick up her kid. What really sucks most about this story is that it's Jason that suffers the most. He just wants to hang out with his friends and go to the fun sleepover, and he doesn't get to because his mom just can't get her act together and pick him up in a timely manner. I don't really blame our original poster for not inviting him if that would have ruined all of their plans for the next day. Jason's mom just needs to get it together and respect other people's time. My boss tells me that if I want to make more money, I should go work somewhere else. Well, thanks for the advice. About four years ago, I worked for a company that provided behavior services for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. I did individual consulting, parent trainings, data analysis, things like that. Think highly specialized mental care and support in home and community settings. Anyway, after two years of working there and getting another certification, I asked my boss for a raise. I was newly divorced and raising three kids, so I really needed the money. I had been working 10 plus hours a week of overtime to stay afloat. My boss knew about my situation. My evaluations were great, and I had been told I would be moved up to supervisor soon. So my boss had to have known this conversation was coming. This man looked me dead in the eyes and said that he knew I wanted to make more money, and my reviews were great, but he wanted to make sure 
I was loyal to the company mission. He told me he can tell when people are just looking to make more money and we tell those people to go work somewhere else. He wanted to make sure that the new supervisor would put the company missions and families they support first. He told me that he couldn't offer me a raise at that time, but he would get back to me. No date was set for a follow-up meeting or anything. I started applying for new jobs that day. Within two weeks, I'd found a position making double the salary for only 40 hours of work a week. As it turns out, I was being severely underpaid. Shocker, I know. The day I handed in my notice, my boss and the owner were in a meeting about my new position within the organization. Of course, no one said anything to me about it beforehand. They sent me an offer, which I politely declined, because it sucked. Then they tried to hire me on as a contractor at a rate that was at least 25% lower than every other contractor rate in the city for my position. So I turned that down too. My boss and the owner were both shocked that I rejected their offers, especially since they were willing to offer me so many perks. They were giving me the opportunity to become a great leader in the company and believed I was a great employee who would do so many great things within their organization and things like that. I reminded my boss that he's the one who told me to go work somewhere else, and then I stopped responding to their messages. Thanks for the advice, jerk. Yeah, that would be a massive red flag for me as well. It sounds like you've worked very hard and have already been very loyal. It's not time for you to be tested. It's time for the company to put up. Clearly, your boss was going to avoid doing that at all costs. And yeah, I'm not surprised to find out that you were massively underpaid. Sadly, a lot of the time, that's the way it is. You'll make more money switching between jobs than you will trying to work up the one that you're at. Now, I'm not saying that's the situation in every case, but in a lot of very standard positions like retail, the actual pay increases you get are very minimal. You make a lot more by switching up locations. I'm happy to hear our poster made out well for himself, though. Anyone's going to be happy after just doubling their salary, unless your salary was zero. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Today, I discovered that my one-year-old is smarter than most of the people that call me for tech support. I spent three crappy years working in a call center, two of which I was roped into acting as tech support despite the fact that I'd originally been hired to sell insurance. The calls I got made me weep for humanity. After my son was born, I decided not to return from maternity leave. I just couldn't handle staying up all night with a screaming newborn and then coming into work and calmly asking people how the heck they can't see the huge red create an icon button smack dab in the middle of the page. But they're able to find our phone number in tiny font up in the corner to call and demand that we do it for them. 
Well, you guys, my baby's now a toddler, and I just had that misty-eyed, hand-on-heart, proud parent moment that you always hear about. My son was playing with his brilliant baby laptop, which is basically a bright plastic clamshell that plays music when the baby mashes the keyboard. Suddenly, the music stopped. The baby was confused. Further button mashing had no effect. I watched from the sofa as my son frowned, experimentally smashing the buttons harder. Then, I looked on in amazement and pride as he turned it off and on again. Welcome, it announced, the screen lighting up in a joyful display. My son contentedly returned to his button mashing and I shed a proud tear. So what if your kid can say mommy and daddy and knows how to use a spoon? Mine can troubleshoot. He's smarter than half the jerks I had to deal with in tech support. This is definitely a moment you're going to look back on as a parent. It's going to be their wedding day, their graduation, and the day they learn that turning a laptop off and back on again will fix 95% of the problems you're having. As someone who used to work in a PC specialized electronics store, trust me, this one hits close to home. It's ridiculous some of the problems that you have to deal with, and a lot of the time they just want you to do it for them. That's not why I'm here. My mother-in-law went to a lot of effort to make me a really nice vegetarian meal, but I secretly ordered chicken wings instead. I'm currently pregnant and have been experiencing some really strange cravings lately. Before meeting my husband, I grew up non-vegetarian, but I made the switch to vegetarian after we got together. My husband and his entire family are strict vegetarians. Recently, my mother-in-law came to stay with us to help out when the baby's born. Two days ago, she went out of her way to prepare a special meal for me, and I truly appreciated her effort and the thoughtfulness behind it. I ate everything she had made and complimented her cooking. However, throughout the entire meal, I couldn't help but think about chicken wings. The craving was overwhelming, and after lunch, I ordered some chicken wings for myself and disposed of the waste in the kitchen bin, completely forgetting that my mother-in-law would see it when she used the bin. Later that evening, she found the wrappers and confronted me about it. She was visibly upset and felt hurt, believing that I didn't like her food and that I preferred ordering out. I tried to explain that it was just a pregnancy craving and not a reflection of her cooking, but she was deeply hurt and disappointed. Now my mother-in-law is being distant and is avoiding me, and my husband is being neutral. He did express he was upset I ate chicken as we are vegetarians, but he's not picking a side and told me that he's staying out of it. I'm on maternity leave, so I'm with my mother-in-law all day. My husband is on call most days, and when he is at home, he's mostly asleep. I'm not sure if I'm the jerk or what to do to fix the situation, and I genuinely have nothing against her cooking. I just had a craving, and I didn't think this would still be awkward two days later. I thought it would just blow over. I can't really say you're being a jerk for falling victim to a pregnancy craving. I'm sure a lot of women in your position have the same thing happen, where they're a vegetarian and they get cravings during pregnancy that they just can't help but give into. I really don't think it's anything that you should be held accountable for. If your family is that strict about being vegetarian, I'm sure you're going to make the switch back afterwards. You might not even have another craving, who knows? It might have just been a one-time thing. I told my ex-husband he's not allowed to attend our child's birthday party. I, 34-year-old female, and my ex-husband, 36-year-old male, divorced two years ago due to differences we weren't able to reconcile. We share custody of our 7-year-old daughter, Lily, and have managed to maintain a relatively civil co-parenting relationship. However, things recently took a turn for the worse. Last week, Lily turned 8, 
and I decided to throw her a birthday party at our home. I had planned the event meticulously, inviting Lily's friends, our family members, and a few close neighbors. I wanted it to be a special day for her. However, when I sent out the invitation to my ex-husband, I specifically mentioned he would not be able to bring his girlfriend. Now, my reasoning behind this decision is that my ex-husband has been dating someone new for the past six months, and Lily hasn't had much interaction with her. I didn't think it was appropriate to have a stranger present at her birthday party, especially since my ex-husband and I agreed to introduce new partners to Lily gradually. My ex-husband, upon receiving the invitation, immediately called me, furious, and demanding an explanation. He accused me of trying to exclude him from Lily's life and claimed that he had every right to be there for her special day. He argued that his girlfriend had already met Lily on a few occasions and saw no issue with her attending the party. Naturally, this turned into a heated argument, with both of us standing our ground. I firmly stated that I didn't think it was fair to Lily to have a stranger present, regardless of a few brief meetings. My ex-husband insisted that he had just as much right to be there as I did, and accused me of being spiteful and controlling. The argument escalated and we ended up involving our respective families, who took sides and added fuel to the fire. Some of my family members supported my decision claiming that Lily's birthday should be about her and her closest loved ones. However, my ex-husband's family argued that he should be allowed to attend and that his girlfriend was an important part of his life. Therefore, she should be included. We couldn't reach a compromise, and in the end, my husband threatened legal action if I didn't allow him to attend the party. This left me feeling torn between wanting to make Lily happy and not wanting to escalate the situation further. Am I the jerk for excluding my ex-husband from our daughter's birthday party? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. At no point did you say he couldn't come. You said his girlfriend couldn't come. Whatever your reasoning may be, that's your decision if you don't want her in your home. It is in no way an attack on him or an attempt to keep him away from his daughter. Him threatening legal action is gonna go nowhere for him because you haven't denied him anything. He's blowing this whole thing out of proportion because he wants to bring his girlfriend. If he wants to have a special day with his girlfriend and Lily, then that's up to him to take them out and do something. You're not obligated to have her at the party. My sister accused me of feeding my niece dog food. I'm a 20-year-old female. My sister, Jane, 28, her daughter, 9-month-old Lucy, and our mom, Sarah, who's 50, all came to visit me a few days ago. One of my housemates has a dog, and during warmer days, we make frozen banana and peanut butter oat balls for the dog to have as a treat. They're entirely edible for humans. It's literally a banana, a scoop of peanut butter, and a cup of oats. That's it. Anyways, Lucy was fussing, and Jane tells me that she's in the teething process, and asked if I could freeze some of the baby's food for when she needed to eat in an hour or so. I agreed and asked if she wanted to give Lucy a frozen peanut butter oat ball. Jane agreed and Lucy loved it. About two hours into the visit, my housemate gets back with her dog and goes into the freezer to get one of the frozen treats and my sister gets all antsy. My mom and I ask what's wrong and she asks if I made the treats for Lucy. I said, no, they're technically for the dog, but it's safe for human consumption. Jane freaks out and picks Lucy up and goes to the car. She's crying about how I gave her daughter dog food and how I should have disclosed that it was made for a dog, but I didn't think that it mattered. It didn't have dog-only ingredients or anything. 
I tried to talk to Jane, but she won't respond and is genuinely insisting that I fed her daughter dog food. Our mum is split. She thinks Jane is being ridiculous and says she's only on her side publicly because she's a new mother. Was I the jerk? I don't think you were being a jerk at all. They sound amazing. I'd love to have one myself. Honestly, that sounds like one lucky dog. But regardless, she's a new mother, so I understand why she's very hesitant about what her child is eating. But I would think that once you had explained all the ingredients to her, that she would understand that it's completely harmless. Whether it's made with the intention of the dog or not, it's still perfectly edible. I'm sure you guys munch on them yourselves every now and then. She's definitely overreacting. And I don't think your mother's really helping by continuing to support her when she doesn't really agree with her. If anyone is going to have some oomph and wake her up a little bit, it's going to be mom. I can't see this being something that she holds on to for a long time. Surely she's got to wake up and see that you weren't trying to harm your niece by intentionally feeding her dog food. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.